I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, hi there. And welcome to another episode of Castology. I am Liz Best, one of your castologists, here with... Zane C. Webber. And... Nick Bleeker. And our job today is to recommend you a podcast each and then review the podcast that we recommended a fortnight ago because we do minis now. That's a thing we do. That's what we do. Mm. That's what we do. That's how we do it. It's because we want to help you have like extra little breaks and also, oh God, it's a lot of work listening to. What what did we figure out? It was like 104 podcasts a year plus finding our own. We're currently up to 170 episodes. So multiply that by three. And that's how many podcasts that we've had to listen because we love you that yeah. much. Holy shit. I've never actually done the math on that. The yeah. maths on it was what made me go, holy hell, <laughs> we are over committing ourselves. Fuck me. Look, I just want to say, like, means- there's something like six million podcasts now. So, <laughs> But look, can I just say that means if, you, if you're only joining us in the last few podcasts, by golly, do you have a journey yeah. back? Because the, yeah. the stuff that we talk about is timeless, right? Because these podcasts still exist and you can still go back and listen to them. So you can start from episode one if you want yeah. and listen before before Nick graced our airwaves and we had old Patrick and mm. you know listen to him recommending Joe Rogan and laugh <laughs> at why he would do that and Jordan B. Peterson podcast and also laugh and, and mock him for doing that yeah. but we also had some really good recommendations back in the day so there's if you need a podcast to listen to we got 170 episodes worth of podcasts for you to uh, check out. Yeah, absolutely. Like we've listened to a lot of podcasts, so you can listen to a lot of podcasts. Which means we kind of know what we're talking about, what we're talking about, and that's yeah. why we are literally castologists now. That's the job. It's on my resume. It's on my business card. Amazing. It's on my LinkedIn. All right, let's do the recommendy thing, and then we'll do the reviewy thing. So I would like to go first. And this week I am recommending a podcast that I feel both of you will enjoy, to be honest with you, because it's a history podcast that's narrated by Mark Fennell. And I feel like that's something for both of you. Uh, It's called Stuff the British Stole. Um, So basically, you know, the British Empire, like, they they, they stole a lot of stuff. They are the unsung villains (laughs) of the 19th. 18th, 19th, yeah. and yeah. most of the 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and, and these artifacts that they stole, they're located in different museums and institutions all throughout the world with a, with a you know, very nice dainty plaque on where this was yeah. recovered from <laughs> or, or found slash fucking pilfered. This was found in the heart of some, of a very nice family <laughs> uh, that, 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 uh, was kind enough to feed me for a couple of weeks yeah. while I was traveling through Africa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I took it uh, because I thought that uh, I think my thought my friends would like to look at it. Yeah, and also I just you know like I'll go down in history for, for finding finding <laughs> this amazing thing. I discovered the Sahara Desert. <laughs> did you know? <laughs> <laughs> so this series, um, uh, journalist and author uh, Mark Fennell picks one such artifact and tells you the. Uh, 
not polite side of that story about what happened, how it got to where it came to today. Sometimes it's sad, sometimes it's fucking hilarious. Um, And it's all kind of about, you know, realising that we are all descended from people who steal shit. Mm. It's about the reality of colonisation. Yeah. Right? That's that's what it is. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It, it, it it led me to see the Commonwealth in a rather different light <laughs> after I uh, finished listening to this podcast. But I liked it because it's a history podcast without being dry and it's got a niche that it sticks to. So mm. it's not just I'm going to pick this random historical thing that I like to talk about. It goes through a specific object and will tell you the history of this interesting object. Oh yeah. Plus Mark Fennell, he's um he's won awards for a reason. He's he's a good host. He's very good. Good journalist and yeah, stuff. And I I'm pretty sure this podcast won an award this year in the Australian Podcast Awards as well. So Correct. Stuff the British Stole. That's my recommendation. Nick. Uh, my recommendation is uh, I did put myself on a band for the New York Times, but this but then one I fell, told you. Well, yeah, this one fell into my into my lap from uh, a recommendation by I Liz. Push, I pushed it into his lap. Yeah, I was considering it, and then Liz was like, "Listen to the fucking podcast," and then I did. And yeah. I did. So this one is called the Trojan Horse Affair, and it's a podcast. Uh, it's a collaboration podcast between New York Times and Serial Productions. Um, so you are going to get very um, distinct production qualities from this show um, but what this show actually talks about is quite interesting in that in uh, 2014 I think from memory um, this like letter is sent anonymously to Birmingham City Council basically it's almost like a manifesto of uh, Islamic um, oh, I don't even know how you would call it but this to simplify it I guess this is going to sound terrible to simplify it, basically um, hinting at Islamification coming into British schools and the yeah, British education it, it system. Yeah, it claimed that there was a, a like a concerted and coordinated An effort, effort yep, to, to radicalise students. and Islamify students. Yeah, and it was this sort of local... This, this sort of local thing that happened which expanded beyond, <laughs> far beyond like oh, Birmingham yeah. City Council, it was... It reverberated into, I guess, the annals of, of like British politics and like it turned into policy reform and even... And even bigger, it just—it's just this one little letter that turned into this big old fucking. It blew out of control. Yeah, it just blew out of control. Yeah. It's a really fascinating, fascinating show. Fair warning, it does have the serial kind of like—I don't even know what you describe. It's editorialization. It's like the, yeah, yeah, it is a bit like that, and it has the kind of like the you know the futs, the fucking sort of pizzicato. Yeah. You know, sounds that like, like oh, something mysterious is yeah. happening. And, I'm going to yeah. say something cliffhangery, and yeah, then this, yeah, yeah. and then the music's going to kick in, and yeah. we're going to be like next I mean, week. It is the guy from S Town. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Um, which to be fair, I haven't listened to, but ah, uh, you got to listen to. Yeah. S-Town. Yeah. I, I know. I, that is basically like S Town like manipulated fame. me so hard into sobbing my ass. Like I was literally listening to S Town and driving, crying my face <laughs> off. Well, look, I don't think the Trojan Horse Affair is going to do that, but I think you both will enjoy it. I'm very curious to know what your thoughts are, but yes. Well, next week you shall know what... Well, next fortnight you yep. shall know yes. what my thoughts are. Zane. I'm recommending a podcast called You Are Good. I am. Thank you, thank you for yeah, recognising this. Yeah. Um, this is a podcast okay. about movies. Okay. I would not get that <laughs> from that yeah. title. Yeah, so this podcast used to be called Why Are Dads? question mark uh-huh and it used to uh talk about movies through the prism of how they treat fathers okay um but 
over the seasons, the hosts, uh, Sarah Marshall and Alex Steed, kind of talk, started talking about things outside of fathers and families in general and uh, that sort of thing. So it's, it's kind of like a, uh, a therapy-esque, like what does this movie teach us about life and relationships and is that a good thing and how what do we take away from it and that sort of thing mm. in a very personal kind of way um sarah marshall is a copywriter and journalist i believe i'm not sure uh what alex steed's uh credentials are um but yeah it, it's it's an easy listen um and it's an approach to a movie podcast that i hadn't heard before so that's what kind of got me into it kind of like well let's go and talk about the emotional side of movies and the stories that they're telling um so yeah i do like talking about emotions i also like blocking them out so we shall see how i feel about this podcast it is um the, I will mention the cover art does not lend itself to talking about movies. It Neither is. does the name. So what <laughs> yeah. am I to make of this scene? We just had a mini about yeah, this. I yes. mean, it's it's just two little adorable animals hugging each other. I wish nice. the podcast was about two little adorable animal best friends. <laughs> yeah, well, Please someone make a podcast I about guess. adorable animal best friends. Sarah Marshall and Alex Steed are just, just, you just imagine them as two little cartoon animals. But what about, where does the movies come into it? Well, they're watching movies and they go to the movies together. In the and picture? They have, and they Are they fun. watching movies in the picture in the cover art scene? Maybe saying? you're the movie and they're watching oh, you. Oh, actually, that's kind of good. I like that. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm Truman showing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this isn't this isn't a very big, hard podcast. This is this is really a kind of comfort podcast. Um, okay. And I think that's where okay, it really okay. fits into. It's very chatty. It's not overproduced. Um, it is kind of two people talking about uh, emotional reactions to movies. Okay, huh. cool. Yeah. That was really quick for us getting through our recommendations. Like, sure. I, I mean, I don't have a lot more to say about. No, I you just I don't know. Maybe I blanked out, but that felt like it went really <laughs> fast. <laughs> All right, so um, let's go into our reviews then. Uh, Nick, what did you recommend last fortnight? Uh, so my recommendation was a show called Outbreaker from the Climactic Network, which was by basically stealing. Zane's recommendation in a mini and taking it for myself. Um, That's allowed. Yeah, absolutely allowed. Because then we can all chime in on what we all think. Yeah, it's it's about innovation here Mm -hmm. in castology. Mm -hmm. But um, what uh, Artbreaker discusses is it's essentially the intersectionality, and this is my favourite part where I get to explain it with big words, it's the intersectionality of creativity and the climate crises. So this show is essentially a big interview show with a lot of artists around Australia and New Zealand um, where they discuss and dissect their creative works and how they blend in and how they're informed by the current climate crises that planet Earth is experiencing and will experience for the rest of its life. What did you think? Zane. Well, obviously I recommended this before. <laughs> yes. So this this is something that I really enjoy. What I enjoy about this is it's artists talking to artists mm. mm-hmm. um, and it's artists with opinions about what they're doing and they have a message both for other artists and the people consuming their work. Mm. Um, So the message and the delivery I really resonate with. Creative people are my people and I I enjoy that sort of thing. I I will say I wish it was more regular and I wish it was a little bit more produced. Um, But I could say that about most of the podcasts that Mm. I recommend wholeheartedly Um, just because this is so content first and forward yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we could look at the presentation a little bit but 
I really resonate with this content. So for me, I would like to watch this TV show on the ABC at about Mm -hmm. three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. I would put it on the Sunday. Oh, really? Sunday morning? I think think Sundays is more of an arts day. True, they did used to have arts Sundays. Mm. I just get stressed on Sundays (laughs) because I'm preparing for work. But (laughs) it's because I wanted to actually have someone walk me. Like I actually wanted – because the way they produced it is they're like, okay, now walk us to this next photo and uh, artwork and tell us. But I want to see these things. So I did end up Googling them, but also uh, it's a lot of work for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine this making a really good TV show um, because I really liked – hearing the layers behind the art. So quite often you'll go to a gallery and you'll see the little plaque that just says this was, you know, oil mm. on canvas and it represents someone's parents. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I listened to one about uh, an artist who creates uh, artworks from found and, and recycled pieces and she does portraits of climate change heroes mm. during their most embarrassing moment. So they tell her an embarrassing story and she makes these artworks. And I was just like, I have to see these artworks. <laughs> like, I have to see them. Yeah. So it had layers, you know. And I, I'm not normally a person who enjoys hearing people just talk about art because I want to see it and I want to yeah. experience it. But as a step into the art world, I found it very interesting. Um, anyone who is has a passing interest in either climate change, climate crisis mm-hmm. or art, yeah. I think will find this interesting. But I feel like this would be better suited to an ABC TV art show. Absolutely. I, I could definitely see that happening. And hopefully yeah. like the, they push towards that. Yeah. Because mm. I mean, it depends who's in government because uh, ABC, <laughs> ABC has less or more money depending on uh, yeah. who gets elected. Fingers That's, crossed. Uh, well... Yeah, look, the, the election's coming up. Do your part. Everyone that's listening to this. If you like art, you're in Australia. you know how to vote. And it's not... Anyway, no, getting off yeah. that soapbox. Quick, quick, off quick, it, quick, quick. getting off. Um, yeah, I think everything that you said is 100%. Like, it is... It's talking about a predominantly visual medium. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, like, it, it does suffer from being audio only. Um, are you very connected to visual art and that that sort of community or not So, really? I'm not connected to the community, but I am very fortunate enough to be um, – I have a, someone who is an actual artist. That yeah. is how – my aunt is an artist oh, who cool. has exhibited in London and Milan and New York and won a lot of different art All prizes. The big ones. Yes. So, um, I feel very, you know, I'm descended from <laughs> artists because my mother used to do art as well before she became a psychologist. Mm. So, she used to do sculpture and stuff like that. So, I've always been brought up with a great appreciation for art and artists and galleries and whatnot i'm not in that community myself because the best i can draw is a fucking stick figure and even sometimes my nephew who's five doesn't know what i've drawn (sighs) Um, but maybe if you were making uh, a portrait of an embarrassing situation out of reclaimed plastic bags yeah maybe maybe that's maybe that's your medium i saw (laughs) you know what's my medium i read a story this week about someone who was given an eighty four thousand dollar grant to make a piece of art and they literally submitted a blank canvas and called it take the money and run yeah yep and I love it. it was That's fucking good. I love it because oh, yeah. it's it. making a statement <laughs> and it's so taking good. some money. That is my kind of art. Um, I wonder what yeah. that grant proposal would have been. I believe they did They did uh, another piece of work and then another... They got commissioned based uh, on that. Another, like a, a city commissioned <laughs> them to do something. Shit, yeah. that's yes. good. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I, I I have a great appreciation for art. I find it difficult to listen to it without yeah. visualising yeah. it though. Absolutely. All right. 
I want to know about my podcast. So last week I recommended another Audible original, uh, Motel Evil, where there had been murders that had happened in exactly the same hotel room 10 years apart and then on the third, like I think the 10 years again after that or maybe five years, I don't remember, sometime after another murder happens and everybody who is at the motel is locked down until they can figure out who done it. What did we think? I enjoyed it. I get real mad Knives Out vibes from this. Yeah, right. Like I was like, damn, this is just Knives Out the play. Yeah. Then I was like, this actually, I think I got in my notes, it's like, the, it, it it does, I think we said theatre theater, theater for the mind or in the mind. Theatre of the it. mind. Theatre of the mind. And I was like, the audio staging in this feels very like what you would expect to see on stage. It's claustrophobic very, like as well. Cause it's, but it's like, it's like simple, it's like simply produced, right? Yeah. There's not effects out the fucking wazoo where you've just sounds like you've ripped the mp3 out of a movie it's actually just really sounds that just set the scene that move the scene that set like that mm. that's really effective because mm. then it, it let lets us focus so much on the actual mystery of the motel i really really enjoyed this i haven't finished Good. it but i really really enjoyed it i it's kind of it's very much a mix of like knives out and like i'd even argue kind of like until dawn which is like a really popular like PlayStation game from a few years back which is very similar in its premise there's yeah. like people getting picked off people like the mystery surrounding them people are stuck in a cabin sort of thing yeah. and like this just I don't know hit the mark really nicely for me it's good I was I was quite satisfied with the ending so I'd be interested to know yeah, yeah. what you thought this is the kind of audio drama that I really want someone to cast me in dear god someone please, please? cast me in some <laughs> kind of murder mystery I don't care if I'm the detective I don't care if I'm the first girl that gets killed off like yeah Zane what did you think? I last fortnight I said I might hate full cast audio dramas, and this one didn't feel like a full cast audio drama. So mm. I think it's it, it is just kind of that freneticness of uh, of Escape from Virtual Island that threw me off. This one I really liked because it suits the medium better. It suits right? the medium. They're making it for listening mm. rather than making it. Uh, like a TV show. Mm. Um, yeah, this is really good. I haven't finished it either. I'm th- three episodes in or two and a bit episodes in. I will be finishing it. Um, yeah, I expect this is... you both to text me when you finish it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. It's, um, it's, it's very good. The production, again, is perfect. And I think what you were saying is, like, it's not overproduced, which is what I would call Escape from Virtual Island. Yeah. Like it's very, that was very produced. This is just... It has just the right amount of atmosphere for you to remember that you're listening to something yeah. mm. without having to fill every second mm-hmm. with uh, seven different layers of sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and all of the performances are really did great. Because I really, I really rated um, the episode links were just long enough for me to be like, yeah, that's a good length. Um. I don't have a strong feeling. Like, you know me, I, I listen to five hour long Yeah, we podcasts. listen to Time Suck. You're insane. If it, if the content interests me. So mm. I think this, when the first episode ended, I did, I, I did want to go on to it, but I was doing my, I'm not going to binge anything for a while. So yeah. I, I think it was the next day that I listened to it. Um, so yeah, I think it's. I think it is very well scripted, very well produced, and a lot of thought's gone into it, um, which it should for a murder mystery. Mm. So yeah. yeah, I think this is a really, really good production. Yeah. Yeah. Aww, yeah. redeemed from last week. <laughs> yes. Uh. All right. Oh, lastly, we have 
The Doodler. <laughs> a very serious podcast about a potential Bobby the serial killer. Murderer. <laughs> Small dick stabby stab. Um, yeah, so basically the Doodler is a serial killer that was active during the 70s, during the time of the Unabomber and Ted Bundy and all of those other ones that was basically never discovered uh, and potentially because it was only... Uh, he was targeting gay people in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, and so it's basically a dive into what happened then and the reopening of the case now. What did you think? This is right up my alley. Like, it's mm. it's so up my alley. The cover art was haunting and made me go, oh, like, shiver down my spine. It also made me really sad that there were so many serial killings happening that no one cared about the poor gay community. Like, oh, that's oh, that's just – it was a very much a, oh, that's just them. This is mainstream killers. But, like, holy fuck, what was in the water back then that everyone was like – Let's go stabby yeah. stab and send clues to people through really bizarre random calling cards. Um, I don't I don't want to I've done no study on this, but do you think it might have been a combination of mass media propaganda about Vietnam? That that's is a the, very deep thought. And I'm very. I think I'm, I'm so too, surface yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not think about it. Well, I don't know. Like, that's so, the thing. The seventies was so such like a the time. The seventies yeah. was such a time killer. for serial killers, and the eighties was very much kids are runaways when mm. they were being abducted or in cults. Like you know, each era had its f- own fuckery, and then everything's just gone to hell since then. So. Well, but that's the thing. Like, there's always been serial killers. Like, but like. Publish this, like, and I think this is where the media definitely shouldn't have given them cool names because yeah. the reputation was half of the reason why I think some of these egotistical fucks kept going. And also going. playing into sending messages to yeah. the media, sending messages Ooh, to the I'm cops. Ooh, so, like, I'm so important. Look at yeah. me be important and do things. That kind of terrorist sl- kind of yeah. slant yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. the serial killing. Absolutely yeah. terrorist slant. Um, this is an interesting series. I've only listened to one and a half episodes because by God I was time poor this month. But I will be continuing listening. It's funny because I remember seeing the cover art of this a while ago and going, oh, too much. I can't. like it, this." <laughs> but you pi- didn't read the title and go like, oh, that ba- that balances out. No, I just went, hee <laughs> <laughs> doodle. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I, I'm so on the bandwagon that if there's ever another serial killer, we need to give them dipshit names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will be continuing this podcast. It's very well produced, um, and I love, I love it listening to a podcast because I feel like I'm in on something when it's unfolding when I'm listening to it. So I really hope that this is one of those podcasts that tips off some kind of Golden State Killer revelation yeah. that that brings this fucker to justice or finds out who it was and condemn their name forever. Yeah. Maybe we just give serial killers diminutive names for penises. Just call it like the weenie. Yeah, the weenie. <laughs> the weenie. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. God. Imagine what did you call the weenie? Look, I think I, I said in my notes, it, this is a fascinating show, but it's also incredibly sad in that I was kind of looking at it almost as like a commentary on like, how queer people are still treated similarly it's probably not horrible like yeah, serial, no serial killers well that we well of, of, that's covered but i still yeah. think crimes against queer people are still either underrepresented underreported or underinvestigated and i feel like this show to me <clears throat> screamed one obviously not dredging up the cold case so much that dredging it up but opening reopening the investigation with new information and highlighting these things because unfortunately 
it does get lost by the cycle of these two uh, by by pretty much yeah. every other fucking serial killer All on of earth. Them, yeah. um, but even I I I even think though, having listened to this podcast, that even if there weren't the heaviest of heavy hitters of serial killers happening at the time, people still wouldn't have given a shit. Well, yeah. that's, that's like the number of people that would bump off members of the gay community and everyone would be like, "Oh, that's they chose to be gay and dangerous." So, yeah. I think definitely the kind of ghettoization of homosexuality, especially in San Francisco, like mm. that. They, they had their space and this killing was happening in their space so no one else had to worry about yeah. it. Whereas now I, I think, yeah, it definitely violence is under-investigated and happens at a, at a larger rate. But, like, you can't point to one spot on the map in any particular city and, like, that's the gay area mm. um, because it, it just doesn't happen to the same degree anymore. Yeah, and I think also... I, I, when I looked at it from that lens, I thought it was a very it's it's a very sad podcast um, because I think it also just reiterated a lot of things that are still current in in our day and age as much as and as this progressive is, this as we is like where this the seventies in my brain is thirty years ago. This is fifty years ago. Yeah. This yeah. is fifty years ago, guys, and people are still treated as fucking yeah, second as, class as, citizens. As progressive as we sort of have come become to, sort of to be as a society, I, I, there's a lot of things that come out of this that are still prevalent. Within, like, when we're here yeah, in absolutely, you know, in the 2020s, Let's right? Not even mentioned City Point College. Yeah. Oh no, I did it. <laughs> oh no, but uh, real, like, I am a big supporter of like these shows actually going in and being like, hey, this is something that was underreported. We like we're 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 lifting it up to either to shine more light on it or because it's it was not solved. And I do like the intent of that because the intent from here, especially from the the, the Chronicle and the other people that are involved, yeah. feels very genuine in that they're shining a light not just to the fact that it was a serial killer. It was also like how much it impacted the the community, right? And I think that these people, the world deserves to know their names. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, a f- fantastic show. I haven't finished it, but I'm at the point where I'm like, I, I will probably binge, yeah. binge the last, I think, three episodes that I've got left. Yeah. So. Awesome. Good week. Good week. Good week. <laughs> All right. Did we want to back announce quickly what we recommended at the start of the episode? Nick, what did you recommend? Um, I recommended uh, New York Times and Serial Productions, uh, The Trojan Horse Affair. And I recommended Stuff the British Stole with Mark Fennell. And I recommended the movie podcast, You Are Good. Thanks, I am. I'm going to say that every time. That's the thing. Really like, nice it's to be an told. affirmation, yeah. All right, guys, you can give us a rating, a review, subscribe on anything that you, any podcatcher that you listen to that will allow you to do so. Um, if you give us a five-star review, we'll read it out on air because that's the kind of people we are. We want to yeah. say thank you for thanking us, I guess. Um, if you've got a podcast that you would like to submit, you can go to thatsnotcanon.com forward slash castology and fill out our handy dandy form. Um, it can be your podcast. It can be a podcast mm. you listen to that you're like, ah, oh, shit, I think Nick would really love that podcast or yes. oh, I think Zane would love that. Um, don't recommend po- – no, I'm kidding. Recommend <laughs> podcasts to me. I love it when someone else does my work. Until then, I, I – feel, Liz, yeah. that the world recommends podcasts that you would like. It's true. Because true crime – and relationship podcasts. I feel like mm. true crime podcasts are have kind of had a moment like pre-COVID and since then they've been kind of on the... I think maybe, I, I don't want to say this, 
I think maybe we're running out of crime stories to tell. <laughs> well, I'm more interested in less murdery, more swindly crimes now. So I've been watching a like swindle. The, I'll take a little bit of credit for that. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So like like the Tinder swindler <laughs> doco on Netflix. There's also one called Bad Vegan that I'm watching at the oh, moment. Yes, that's just good. a fucking ride. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people <laughs> believe these strange people, but apparently they do. Anyway. That's the end of this podcast. I've been Liz Best here with Zane C. Webber and Nick Bleeker. Keep listening to podcasts. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.